0: Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us and joining me today via their houses is Brian Malkowitz.
2: Thank you for telling me that everybody that I have a house. I don't live in an apartment, (laughs) I live in a house, a very large house.
0: And Travis? Hi, guys. Hey, he didn't do it. All right, Chat. Let me know if you like High Guys or McClunky more. Uh, we really, really got to work on your intro, sir. I uh, know. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the Guardian Games update. There's some been some data discovered by the Bungie team, or revealed, I should say. Uh, they're going to they're talking about how they're changing bounties, how they're going to evolve seasons a little bit better, and. Uh, we're going to talk about a few other things, including the fact that we are the bungee bounty. If you don't know, uh, guardians heart is a charity that, uh, you know, helps people on the front lines. It's going to be the fire team chat crew. Fran's going to be showing up. So all of us will be on at some point. Uh, Fran's going to be there. I guess there's the reveal. CJ is going to be there also. He'll be representing (laughs) the bungee side. Well, it's not in the twab or anything. But anyway, yeah, tune in. That's going to be at 6 p.m. tonight. So if you're watching this at 5, about the time that it ends, we will be doing our charity. If you donate $20, you get a really sick emblem. You can donate via Tiltify. That information will be in the description below. So
1: So if they beat us, they get a cool emblem, right?
0: If you're on our team and you win, you get an emblem. If you beat us, you get the emblem. So
2: So what you're saying is if you're on our team, you're not getting an emblem. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you're on our team, just leave and let the other team have their win there you go (laughs) help out the community so guardian games is well underway clearly titans have been dominating the the contest brian why don't you take us through the news about what's going on with guardian games and what Bungie sort of revealed about how they're collecting the the data for the winner of this event
2: uh, before this TWAB, like, a bunch of people were either deleting characters to get uh, gold medals to bank them, um, mostly to complete triumphs and stuff like that, but people were thinking they were kind of manipulating Guardian games by doing that. Um, and there was also a glitch uh, where you could just... I think there were people were using like a net limiter or something to bank like dozens of moats at a time. Um, and Bungie basically confirmed that these are just visual glitches um, and that when you do these things, when you delete a character and bank those gold medals, you're not you're not moving any tickers up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing the visual glitch by banking a ton of uh, medals, that's literally just a visual glitch and it's not impacting Guardian games in any way. Um, so if you were deleting characters in hopes that manipulating Guardian games, rip. Yes. You weren't doing anything.
0: Yeah. Spoilers, it doesn't do a single thing. Or so
2: Bungie says.
0: Yeah, so Bungie says. So each day, it starts out, everybody's at 33.33%, and then as the day goes on, you'll see the flags move and ebb and flow and such. Uh, The thing is that they realized hunters have a larger population in... guardian games or just in destiny 2 in general right there's more more hunters than any of the other classes so what they did was they they weighed participation of hunters over over they did some weird math that made it so hunters contributions counted differently than hunters and warlocks and this has been really really interesting to watch because hunters have or titans have just been absolutely dominating and seeing it every single day where Titans are just max and Hunter's banners are about to fall through the floor.
2: fall off, They're going to fall off the, off the banner.
0: Yeah. Um, it's weird. And I, I have to wonder if there's a decimal point in the wrong place or something. Or is this fair? Because they're going well, for fair. They want it to be a competition. And yet, yeah. Hunter's would be winning if the competition was just... Calculated by how many bounties or whatever you put in. Well, so it's a little, think, it's it, a little weird. I don't. I don't. Just generally speaking, Guardian Games was fine to get the exotic or whatever. It, I think it veered a little too far into the difficulty spectrum. Not di- difficult, just annoying spectrum, I should say. The for that spectrum, for, yeah. yeah. For that seventh thing you needed to do, so you got through your first six pretty quick, and then you hit that wall for number seven, and it was. Not the best, and uh, yeah, and now we find out that they're just doing some weird calculations, which I'm sure they have very smart mathematicians on their team, but it doesn't feel good to know your team's losing when it sounds like they should be winning based purely on population, right? How no, do you I, think- I th- go ahead, yeah.
1: Twitter, Travis? I, I really don't think that that's the case. I think that they're they said it best in the TWAB this week, which is that guard, uh, Titans are showing up more. And when when they show up more, they're also banking more. So I think that the the kind of like you know tendency to be suspicious of it is probably overstated. And again, we're we're having to take uh, Bungie at their word. But uh, yeah, I, I I tend to think that that uh, you know Hunters won the first day. Clearly, they can win. It's not like it's mathematically impossible. Uh, it just seems like they kind of got over it and stopped uh, showing up to the game after the first day. And I think that that's. I think that's why they're losing uh, Tardian, or Titan Master Race, is what I'm trying to say.
0: Spoken like a true Titan, Brian is a yeah. warlock, the middle ground uh, class. How do you feel about it all?
2: Slow and steady wins the race. I imagine <laughs> that by the end of this, the warlocks are going to win on principle alone. We are the turtles in the scenario, but the turtles are the ones who make it across the finish line first. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, 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 we'll see.
1: So I have a question about who's going to win. So is, is the winner going to be the, the team that won the most days, or is it the team that just deposited the most medals, period? Do we know? Specify.
0: doesn't matter. The whole thing's exactly. rigged, so. <laughs> like, that's how like I, a true hunter. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. I'm just like. Well, hold
2: on. Well, here's my question, though. Hmm. Like how, as a hunter, how how much of Guardian games have you been participating in? Because like we're we're talking about how titans are dominating, and Bungie even said that they're dominating. But you're saying like, oh, hunters have a bigger population, but a, a larger population doesn't mean anything if they're not participating in. It. So that's the question: is like how much, how many medals have you banked in the last week or so, as a hunter?
0: Do you guys have the exotic? Either of you?
2: I don't right. have the exotic.
0: What about you, Travis?
2: I don't have the exotic. But so I then I've thing.
0: done yeah. more than Travis, wait, wait, and he's wait, a wait. titan.
1: No, no, no! I've banked every single medal on every day. I just, I'm just doing. I'm banking all my medals for that day, and then I'm stopping and I'm playing the next day. So I'm why? Because I want to bank all my medals. I and I'll get my exotic so, when I get it.
0: So you do yeah. all the medal quest every single day that they're available, all seven yep. or whatever. Yep, I've done.
1: I've, I've banked, been doing the I've same thing. Every how do you? Single metal how do you not have available. the exotic? Because to get You're the exotic, do it across you kind characters. Of, yeah, you have to do it across characters, and you also have to target specific things so like i don't have the thing for getting all the laurels in destination just because destination hasn't popped up enough so i'm just wait i'm just doing it i'll get it organically but my focus is just banking all the medals every day
2: thing too with guardian games is like is like yeah i've been playing i had been playing guardian games a lot mostly to get air apparent but i've been playing it across all three different classes so it's not like i'm you know like making sure that warlocks win somehow by only using a warlock but i've been playing titans hunters and warlocks in this mostly to get air apparent so mm-hmm. all the medals i've been banking have been across three three different class.
1: yeah and i've only done titan and i feel like in general ju- this is just my experience i feel like titans are kind of like the texas of uh of destiny which is
2: the like texas the, of destiny.
1: yeah because you know how De- texas has like way more state pride than like any other Like people care if you're from Texas. I think people who play Titans tend to care more about which class you're playing as than, uh, hunters or warlocks do who are just a little bit more chill about it. That's just my impression.
0: I mean, maybe looking at all the graphs and everything that provided, it looks like 1.9% warlocks, 2.0 0.8 0.1 0.1 0.9 0.7. Meanwhile, hunters it's, it's uh, a 3.6. Oh, that's negative. -5.4 how do you have -5.4% completion because
1: it's one of it's one of those weird math things that you're talking I, about there
0: I don't understand their math here and <laughs> and like hunters are just getting hosed so hunters have the largest population just mathematically they have to be contributing like if if it was just pure math like who deposited the most metals it feels like Hunters would be winning. I would would actually, I would actually like
2: to see, uh, because I imagine that Bungie has the math on whether or not hunters would be dominating if they didn't Mm -hmm. put that uh, that limiter in place. So I, I would like to know from Bungie if, if that's the case. If like, if, if they took away the 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 uh, the normalization or whatever they did to make it so that way hunters can't win by sheer population. I wonder. I would love to see that if like that would be actually the case. Time will tell
0: if Bungie actually reveals those numbers. Yeah. So, with bounties, bounties are going to be replacing, uh, they're replacing weekly bounties with account scoped weekly objectives. So, for me, I actually really, really like this change. Uh, Those objectives don't expire through the week, Uh, they're account based, not per character. And you guys had some questions about it, just generally speaking. I anything that's going to change up the bounty meta is excellent for me. Uh, Travis, what were your questions about the new bounty system?
1: Yeah, so my main uh, questions are just, uh, well, I guess the first one that they answered that makes me very excited is the fact that you can, uh, you're going to be able to claim bounties from Orbit. Uh, which is awesome. It's it's probably a long time coming. They probably should have done that before they allowed you to buy Eververse stuff from Orbit. It's worth uh, noting
2: though. Before you continue, is that they don't have a uh, they don't have a timeline on that. They didn't yeah. put a timeline swab on when they're just looking into giving us that option sometime in the future.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think that that's a long time coming. And the the quicker they can do that, the better because it does kind of suck to spend you know your first thirty minutes. Gaining bounties, especially if you're on console and the loading screens are 10 minutes to get to the tower, uh, it can be really frustrating just to to grab all the bounties. But uh, yeah, my my first question is, you know, what are what are these account scoped bounties going to be like? Are they going to be the same objectives? Well, if they're account wide, then they're assuming you're playing it on multiple characters, so they're probably not going to be uh, specific to any. Type of Guardian, right? You're not going to have Warlock and Titan bounties, which uh, none of the weekly, weekly bounties were like that anyway, but I think some of the dailies were, if I'm not well, mistaken.
0: That's kind of good. I don't know if you checked out your Hunter, but a bunch of the Hunter bounties are incredibly annoying to complete for the Guardian games, yeah. as an example of a topic that we were just going over. So... I'm glad to see them commenting on some of those that are more tedious across all classes. And they're just like, yeah, some of those take a little bit longer than we intended. Uh, we're yeah. just going to get rid of them. Good. And also I really like that. They're going to figure out some way to like, when you get to like nine out of 10 grenade kills or 19 out of 20 grenade kills, just let me finish that bounty. <laughs> like make some sort of time. They're where, not
2: gonna, yeah. If you pick okay. it up, at nine a m the next day then it's just gone good' yeah. able to finish it. My biggest issue going back to the uh the account wide uh, objective in in placement of the weekly bounty is is if that if that that objective is going to be as rewarding as say three uh weekly bounties per character because this is an account based objective yeah. So if you're taking away the weekly bounties in, in place, putting these account-scoped objectives, is that account-scope objective going to give me a comparable amount of XP as if I did it three times on yeah. those weekly bounties per character?
1: And will that's, it be a reward that's specific to the character that you just happen to be playing when my you biggest, finished did it? Or?
2: Yeah, my biggest worry with like all of the narrative that like people are... are are having a lot of problems with the way the bounties are kind of part of the game. Is that it? My is that Bungie might take bounties away and not and them not be as effective and but not but not make other activities and other like other objectives like this as fruitful. Yeah. Uh, meaning that you know next season or the season beyond, we're just gaining less XP because they took bounties away and then gave us these account-based objectives that aren't rewarding as much XP as if you know we had just been doing three weekly bounties
1: anyways yeah another question i had was if if all of these events that have been very bounty heavy like guardian games uh aren't going to be using bounties anymore or at least aren't going to be focused on bounties what are they going to be like you know because i think the pre-bounty days were you know events like faction rallies where there weren't really bounties it was just sort of you know doing lost sectors a million times at least i don't think they were bounties, but. uh yeah, they, they they were sort of just objectives that felt a lot like bounties, where you were just you know replaying like some small. I mean, if you uh, really
2: think about it, everything we do in the game is just a bounty, whether or not you <laughs> have it or not. So,
0: yeah, I mean you're not wrong. Right now, I'm working on going towards the Unbroken title. Right, I'm really close. I'm at like 4,800, and once I get over there, I'm going to get the Unbroken title. I'm going to get the Hand Cannon and uh, there's something else also that I'm going to get just for completing Crucible this particular season. And I don't know. I hear all these challenges and complaints about Crucible, and I think me taking a break for like two months and just playing Division and then just coming back and playing at a casual pace helped more than anything else possibly could have for my enjoyment of Destiny. You don't like the season. You don't like playing the things. Just don't play it. Look at all the changes Bungie is making because they recognize that like last season, I didn't finish season pass. I'm like, I'm not going to spend $50 to cast this thing out. And I'm not going to do these activities that I'm not enjoying. Just like I would have had to grind like crazy just to be able to complete it. So I just didn't get some of this stuff. So now they're putting it in the loop pool. They're going to be making changes to how seasons work. And when you just step away, when you're really, really frustrated, it, it honestly forces them to take a long, hard look at what they're doing. It's sort of like voting with your wallet, vote with your time. If you're not happy with the current state of destiny, take a break, come back to it later. And that's about the strongest thing that you can do to make Bungie sit up and listen.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely.
0: And you keep watching this show, though. We'll keep <laughs> poking away at those little things and we'll let you know when we're like, oh, man, this season's really good. Like, I would say uh, Shadowkeep was pretty fun. Right.
2: Yeah, Shadow Keep was fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean it like, didn't we, we pay had... off
0: longer term. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I, I mean, even even in the short term, you know, for for a, a, an expansion with a campaign, the short term felt pretty abrupt. I, I think we've talked about it extensively, but like the end of Shadow Keep in, you know, the first couple of missions up, leading up to the end of the campaign just felt very abrupt. And you're just like,
0: and you know what's going on here? You know what else uh, Shadow Keep introduced? A bounty system where you (laughs) would do specific things for Shadowkeep that were tied to bounties. I really wonder how they're going to get away from this design philosophy because just thinking about it, think about Shadowkeep. You had to load up on all those bounties and then you would go hunt the nightmares and then you would go cash in the bounties or you had to do the three lost sectors. That was a bounty or like a quest. And they're still going to have that. That's been around since like Destiny 1. How their design philosophy has been this way for so long. It's going to be really really interesting to see how they manage to to shift. Do you have any ideas for like what they could do to just make that feel better? I don't know, Travis. Yeah,
1: I I think that they might step away from doing bounties for these Events, but I think bounties will still very much be a part of the economy. I think that you'll load up on Vanguard bounties and Crucible bounties. They'll just make them matter less, right? So maybe they'll have you do an activity, but not try to control the way that you, you get it done, right? Like do five strikes rather than, you know, get 10 kills with a void grenade in a strike, which I think, uh, I think is, is what's annoying people is that they're, it kind of feels like you're just doing chores, right. Running through it. So, but mm-hmm. personally, I would love it if they would just create new content for events, you know, like the Sparrow racing league was, was something that we all enjoyed uh, in destiny one, when they added that to an event and, and that would be, you know, optimal uh, the crimson days has a, a, a doubles uh, you know, uh crucible mode that, that they add for that event. So I think that's the way to do it. Um, and then, have bounties as a way to kind of min-max XP while you do it, but don't make it the main way that you kind of enjoy the activity, right? Because that's Guardian Games, that's all it is. It's literally just get your bounties done, uh, mar- move your way down the checklist and check everything off, and then log off for the day.
2: My favorite thing with Guardian Games was uh, somebody posted a meme on uh, somewhere. I, it might have been Reddit, um, but it was an image of Scooby-Doo. You know, they take a mask off and they reveal who it is but it's just an image of a uh, of of medals and then it's just they rip off the mask and it's just bounties underneath it
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then even even the way you get the exotic weapon is basically just turn in bounties and complete those triumphs and then you get the weapon there's no you know when we when we got our
2: triumphs but bounties without expiration dates <laughs> <laughs> right
1: yeah and some of them have seasonal expiration dates uh but yeah the the whole uh, way that you got your weapon felt really anticlimactic cuz in the past when they've introduced uh, exotics there was usually at least one you know small story campaign like quest that you would go on to get it uh, and and there was nothing like that it's it's sort of just uh, you know you, you complete your triumphs and then you click a button and you get it right and, and I think that's just such a uh, missed opportunity. Yeah.
0: Uh, the whole bounty system is a little bit weird. I'd love to hear from our community their suggestions on how to improve it. Bungie did talk a little bit about what they're going to be doing. Will that end up being fruitful in the long run? Who knows. Um, I hope it is. I, I I really hope that they get back to that feeling where you're you're working on something just because it powers you up. Like the way that we used to power up and get cool stuff was we would have to play the raid in Destiny one. We would have to go in Vault of Glass. Now everything that you needed was in there though. That was the only place to do it. So they've expanded and you know now we're in Destiny 2 and we're in the Bounty season and they're going to be addressing that. So real Is your food quick ready? what was that Yeah, yeah <laughs> that was my wife. So some other ways that they're improving are uh the seasons. Yeah, they're changing the seasons up to make them a little bit more cohesive and a little bit more of a through line. And they're not just going to take stuff away from you. They're going to allow you to participate in the seasons through and through. So reading through this, the, the part that really, really interested me was sort of the footnote about how they're evolving, but they can't evolve infinitely and that they are eventually going to need to figure out how to make destiny a little bit more of a unique experience that like they're at the mass point of data, basically that they can push the people. Game's
2: getting too big. Yeah. The game's, mass.
0: game's getting too big. Thank you, Travis. That's what I was looking for. Um, why don't you take us through a little bit about some of the seasonal changes and how they're making impact. Uh, Brian or Travis, do you want to do this one? Do you want to take it?
1: Sure. Yeah. So uh, I think the main thing that they said is that they need to do a better job of, of, Carrying through the story from season to season, which is actually something we've talked about a ton on this show. So
2: much. Yeah. I you mean, feel like, it just feels, some those seasons feel like they just don't move into each other. Like, i sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to talk about that note for a second, I, especially with this season. Like, at the end of last season, Osiris walks into the Warmind and, you know, just like, and just starts talking crap to him. And, and then we're like, ooh, what's going to happen next season with Osiris and Warmind? And then the season came out, and nothing's happened with Osiris and the Warmind, and we we're kind of Well,
1: there like, was the one mission where we went to the Warmind, and Osiris had already worked it out with uh, with
2: that, that's Putin. exactly. And it's like, yeah. what? what,
1: what? Yeah, it was sort of like a, a like a, like a cliffhanger where in the next episode you find out there was no danger after yeah. all, right? Like, just, oh yeah, just for sure. A cheap shot. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, I think they definitely need to do a better job of doing that. And then also, you know, something that kind of bugs me, and this isn't really something they talked about, but there, this whole season is about the almighty and we haven't gone there yet. And it seems like we're not going to, which blows my mind because the opening cutscene was on the almighty. And it seemed like it was going to be about the almighty and we've been there before. So it's not like they would have to build a new area, but no, apparently we're not going there.
0: Uh, Zavala and Anna Bray took care of it. I mean, we don't even need to go there, right?
2: (laughs) We're just going to go there and
0: they're going to be like, pick up 47 bounties and then do them all on the almighty. (laughs) Right?
2: Yeah. yeah. For a season season that. By the way,
0: Hunters lose. Screw you, Hunters. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they
2: deserve that part. part. Yeah. For For the season that's based around The Almighty and even has a title called The Almighty, we've seen a whole. We haven't seen The Almighty a lot. Wait
0: title called all my oh the title sorry the title. sorry the title, I, yeah. I was like, like you know they, the name yeah. of next season was that data mind no, what no, did no, i
2: miss no, no. the title yeah <laughs> right. uh, and it's like and then like basically we've reached the end of the roadmap right like there's nothing the, the roadmap says and more but i mean effectively we've reached the end of it because all the content that is on the roadmap has been released um so I'm hoping there's something where where we go to the almighty or, or do something. Cause remember there's still a dude on there who's, who's trapped for like yeah. a thousand or 10,000 years or something like that. because Apparently it's he's
1: just going to get blown up by Rasputin on our yeah, orders
2: Like that's sad.
1: Here, yeah.
0: Here's, here's what they say. In year four, we are going to build a better interconnector, wow, better interconnected narrative, and more importantly, let players be a part of that narrative no matter when they enter the current year. This means if you start playing in March 2021, you could go back and experience the season 12 and season 13 narrative content. We want our stories to feel more cohesive, flow with meaningful momentum season over season, and lead to an exciting climax each year. That that said, for a narrative to have weight, there needs to not only be meaningful change, but also a meaningful way to experience the history of the world. This is such a tough challenge for them because later on they did make it sound like that those unique events that they've presented to us are going to stay and be available. But what kind of player base is going to be available to play with? Um, I'm a little confused about the clarity on that and how, how they wrote it up in the TWAB. And I was wondering what you guys thought about that. Cause like, do I want to go back and fight the undying mind for a month months? Mm -hmm. No, I never want to do it again. I'm actually kind of glad it's gone, but yeah, the sundial activity was kind of fun. There's this whole bunker system. That stuff has to go away. Right. Yeah.
2: I mean, they, they, they did say like, like um, the, uh, the main kind of point of these seasons will stick around. Um, like Sundial and like so things like things like the obelisks would go away and presumably like the bunkers from this season would go away Um, I think I think taking a look at things like Forges and Menagerie are are good examples of how people are still playing old content like if you load up a Forge pre-Guardian game you could still find a match easily you know just fine Um, I think
0: I don't know about that Brian Unless I'm gonna call you out them. on that one. I don't know on forges. Really?
2: Yeah, you yeah. can find a for- you can find two people, people, people playing in forges. Like, there's still a lot of like content because mm-hmm. people come in new to the game or they go back and get content that they have you know haven't been able to play before. Like, because Izanagi's burden, people still try to get and like there's still a bunch of great weapons in forges like Blast Furnace and, and yeah. Kindled Orchid. Um, and that, that people, you know, still want. So new players are going to come in and they're going to hear about these weapons and potentially want to go get them. So I think, I think, I think it, it, you know, there's still some room for all of those to be in there. Um, and people no, wait, still play that content, so...
1: Yeah. And and they said that that they're going to keep the content for that entire year. And so essentially that means four to five seasons worth of activities. And then after the year, those will all be sunsetted and they might go into some other way that you can access them because they said they want a way to kind of tell the story, even if you missed uh, a season or two or maybe even if you missed a year. But yeah, they're going to. Keep all those uh, activities for a while and then sunset them after a year.
0: Here's what, yeah, here's what they said specifically. Beginning in Season 12, the core parts of the activity experience will live on after the season has ended. For late players joining in future seasons, we want to give you the opportunity jump straight into the heart of the older activity. I'm did reading they, it verbatim. Have to, they, and they have a this this has happened a few times they where they drop do. a word. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I love you guys. Uh, Straight into the heart of the older activity experiences without all of the previous season-specific requirements. We want to remove any competing and distracting elements with the new active season, which has its own ritual progression, but the actual activity experience stays. So to me, it sounds like those activities are going to remain in the game all year long, which I think is going to be weird. Maybe.
1: I, the way I'm thinking of it is imagine that Shadow keep was a year-long event and you got pieces of the story throughout the year and some of those pieces had activities associated with them so there's a good way of looking at that which is that we're going to get a lot more content that's related to that one year it'll all kind of feel focused it'll be the year of Shadow keep and there'll be different kind of pieces of it and then the pessimistic way to think of it is you know destiny or Bungie is finding a new way to to not give us as much content because when the year big release happens, it's actually just going to be a piece of what we would normally get, and then they're going to release the rest of the campaign uh, throughout the year, and then the end of the year will be, you know, the cutscene where Eris gets corrupted. You know, like that'll that'll be how they how they release the content going forward. We
2: we already have examples of where where seasonal content sticking around works, right? Uh, Forges, Reckoning, Menagerie—all of those were were non DLC or you know expansion content, seasonal uh, activities that stuck around, and also you know, two of the raids, and two of the raids. Yeah, um, you know we we you can still load up the Menagerie, you can still load up Forges, you can still load up Reckoning, and and I know you don't believe me, Dustin, but you can find people playing <laughs> those 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 uh, still just fine. Like right, Seven I mean. Stadium. Except, no, um, but like, yeah, I mean, like, people are still playing Reckoning, you know, regardless of whether or not they think it's fun. It's just that people want that. Those those armor sets are going for those roles that they want to be more effective in Gambit Prime. And spare well, rations.
0: Well, here's the quote from the TWAB. Uh, as we've said in the past, we cannot continue to grow the Destiny universe infinitely. There's lots of reasons for this. Technical, resourcing, as well As from an overarching universe design standpoint, finding the balance of creating and maintaining content in our ongoing narrative is a necessary part of continuing to build on Destiny 2. And I think that's a really, really tough challenge for them. They're going to have to figure out how to keep creating new content and cycling stuff out. But a lot of the events that you guys are talking about, it's going to compound with all these other situations like the sundial and the bunkers and everything else going on and i have to wonder what you guys think they could do to make sure it's all bounced out brian i
1: think they can just right. uh go so for it, sorry, yeah <laughs> I, I think they could just uh get rid of some of the old seasonal events that maybe our their player bases are, are following they said it's going to it go worried. all year though all year for for the that that year, but I think they could get rid of menagerie. They could get rid of forges. They could get rid of some of the stuff that's already there that's maybe pulling some of the um, attention. And then you know, if you have four activities in a year, uh, that's probably sustainable and you know, on top of you know
0: crucible and, van, and strikes and all that. So forges, I don't think utilize that much memory because they're already built into the overall world. They would have to slice off that part of the world. And make it inaccessible, like have it mm. fall in or something like that. Wasn't there a data leak that said something along the lines of um, they're going to destroy the world, Brian?
2: Oh, what do you, or like you a know,
0: rumor not a, or something?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't. I saw so much that they would destroy the world. I mean, I think that's just like uh, I probably, uh, probably with the fall expansion. Like that, that's that's a way, that's a way that the bungee can experiment with. With like being able to expand the game without worrying about it getting too big, is you have a giant in-game event that basically like destroys Nessus or something that gets rid of it, or destroys Mercury that gets rid of it completely. I think Bungie needs to maybe maybe just be bold enough to do something like that, where it's like, hey, here's this very core part of the game that no long that no longer really serves a great purpose in the game, so we're just gonna get it out completely. Um, and you know they could do that and i've been talking about it a lot with uh with you guys outside of fireteam chat is like something like the red legion or, or you know like why are why are the red legions still in the game like they don't need to be in the game anymore like the all like after this season the red legion can just disappear from the game you know at least in like in like open world settings or or narratively right like like if their strikes and their missions can still exist in the game but like you know, this is their last-ditch effort. And so it's like, after this season, you can pretty much just eliminate the the Red Legion from, you know, coming up in any sort of, of narrative content in the future. Um, but yeah, I think they could they could do stuff like that where, where they could feel like they can nuke planets. Um, not literally, but I mean, like, just to kind of remove them out of the, you know, the core rotation of the game um, to allow new things to come in.
1: Yeah, it's sort of the the Fortnite model of doing things right. Like, they're the, the way they create new content is they have like large events that kind of impact the entire game overall, and everybody just has to kind of deal with that for
2: the time. They do the, the problem. The, the 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 I know that I suggested them doing this, but they have the challenge of they have core content that you know relies on those things existing in the game, like exotic quests um bounties, you know, adventures, things like that that people would need in order to get certain gear. Mm. Um so they'd have to either like say hey, sorry if you didn't play during this time, you can't get this anymore or find out new way, find new ways to get, you know, those missions or or that gear if they decide to nuke, you know, like, you know, legacy content from the game.
1: Yeah, and they just added it as uh, random drops as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Here's what they said. In today's Destiny 2, history is expressed by the things you have to collect. By the way, Bungie, you're adding all these new things that we're going to collect. You still haven't solved for the collection system. And it doesn't sound like it's
2: I anywhere. A I thought you were going into Vault with that one. Well, I <laughs> am. Too. It is. Oh, okay, it's, okay, it's, it's, com-
0: it's combined with the Vault. And it's I just I just kind of give up on it. Because, I, like Brian, me, you, Teddy, we all just went through and we just said, we're just deleting all this old shit. It's just it's not viable. It's just there for filler. We don't use it for anything. I'm I'm Bring just cleaning. gonna delete it. For you guys. And maybe someday they'll actually fix the collection system. It's just it's annoying to hear that they talk about the things that you have collected and then they continue to say, We want players to be a part of that chase no matter what when they enter the year and to reduce the pressure to collect everything during a single season in the short term to acknowledge the step forward we are taking. Uh, we are adding some selected weapons from seasons eight, nine, and 10 to an Engram that will drop during season 11. So that design philosophy brings up the question of special weapons. If, if they're going to add the weapons that people actually want into the general loop pool, that gives the player less incentive to actually be there when things are happening. The bounty system changing, uh, that's a positive this one i think might be a really really difficult situation because why would you sign on during a particular season i guess for the narrative right mm-hmm.
1: for the yeah. narrative and also for a guaranteed drop like you can mm-hmm. you can force your way to get a seventh serif shotgun but if it goes into the general pool in season 11 you're kind of at the mercy of rng right which is kind of the entire community's pet peeve or at least it was
0: yeah i mean that's a good point it's just interesting. They're actually changing so much. They even talked about the Eververse, and they're going to be talking about that na- next week and changes that they're going to be making there. Um, yeah, so they're changing the narrative. You're going to be able to experience the narrative all all year long. So does that mean when I sign on my alt, do I need to play through all the past experience, or can I just play through the current season's experiences and get going on it? So Good question. I'm, I'm curious about that also. Um, like how is it all going to work it I'm sure they haven't figured out but they're they're promoting it as a positive and I'm just a little cautious about it because it does seem like they're changing so much all all at once it needs to happen Destiny's in an odd place but it is it is a little bit concerning um, anything else you guys want to touch on on the seasonal changes
2: I think we've got it all out of the way
0: what else did you have on here Brian
2: That was mostly the
0: physical world needs to change too. That's that's the other thing. That's what. That's
2: what. That's sorry. That's what I. That's I kind of alluded to that with with like the cabal and like or sorry, not the cabal, but the Red Legion, because obviously, obviously we could have a new cabal threat. You know, since we still have, we still have a a Leviathan um, in the solar system, but the Red Legion as a faction, as like a as a military faction kind of just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to still be in the world. So like that could change. Um, I was talking to Travis about how like if the almighty crashed into earth, they could change up the play space based on that, even though, you know, scientifically a ship of that size would probably destroy the planet rather than actually just you know make the play space a little different but you know just examples of way they can actually physically change the world to make like not just the evolving narrative change but the actual like the actual like physical world evolving with that so that yeah. way it's you know it's it could it, it, the entire game has an aesthetic change when the season drops or a big expansion comes out
0: I really, really I think- like the idea of them burning the current world to the ground and giving us all new spaces. If they can figure out a way to streamline the activities and utilize the world space in a smarter way and make the overall download size of the game smaller, I think that's a bigger picture thing that they should be looking at. But it's it's it would be incredibly difficult to execute on. If they mm-hmm. were going to make a Destiny three, that's probably when it would happen. But they also did that when they came into Destiny two. They blew up the tower, and that was supposed to be our big, big goal of that deal. That <laughs> that content uh, was to to get back to the tower. And by the end of it, you do the farm is not even. When's the last time you went to the farm? Nobody ever I goes went, to the uh, farm. Yeah. The perfected uh, exotic. Yeah. They just have all this stuff oh, in the yeah. game that's just there.
2: That's just yeah. You could you could get rid of you could get rid of the farm. Like the farm doesn't need to really be there anymore. Like I don't I don't know if New Light players need to go there because I haven't gone to New I haven't played New Light, um, in any sort of like any sort of way. So I don't know if the farm is still utilized in that regard. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, they yeah, could they put, just do
1: the first mission and then they show up at the tower.
2: Yeah, like you know you don't the 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 start of the zero hour quest for Opry Perfected doesn't really need to be. In the farm, they could move them to the somewhere in the tower, Um, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. I think a
1: good a good example of them uh, having the story actually affect the world is, uh, you know, bringing back uh, one of the characters right from season of dawning. They now we've got Saint Fourteen in the tower, and that's kind of like a tangible proof that like our actions mattered. I just think they need to figure out ways to do stuff like that and impact it in a. In a, in a way that that kind of makes people excited about playing the game again, and I think, uh, yeah, th- there's definitely a way to do that. Uh, Fortnite uh, has a lot of uh, success uh, in that sort of model, but uh, yeah, as Dustin said, it's a very different game uh, <laughs> compared.
2: Yeah, they have a, they have a lot of different uh, a lot of different strings to attach and detach when they do things like that. Whereas Fortnite doesn't have a lot of you know like ongoing like narratives and things like that that they have to worry about in just kind of like in a PVP centric environment.
0: Yeah. Just generally speaking, there's a lot of stuff that Bungie needs to consider as they're making these changes and I hope it winds up with the game being in a better place and all of us just end up getting to experience the game in the ways that we want to. We still get to experience the narrative and that it improves from there. Okay, so the final topic we're going to talk about the the Guardian Heart charity a little bit. So real quick, Fire Team Chat is the bounty this week, and I'm just going to read from the Twab uh, some of the things that the whole Guardian Heart direct relief is about. Uh, According to their own mission, this is about the charity, Direct Relief is a humanitarian aid organization active in all 50 states and more than 80 countries with a mission to improve the health and lives of people affected by poverty or emergencies without regards to politics, religion, or ability to pay. So... Direct Relief—they're uh, going to work with a network of providers across the globe to deliver the supplies that healthcare workers need. This includes basic personal protective equipment, including gloves, masks, gowns, and face shields. Now, if you donate twenty dollars, you're going to get—you can do it right now if you want. By the way, you can go to bit dot. Darn it, I forgot the link. <laughs> I made a Bitly for it, but uh, yeah, it's like. Anyway, if you donate right now to it via tiltify i'll put the link in the description below uh you can get the emblem for twenty dollars and it has a heart and everything on it Um, each donor will earn one emblem donations of more than twenty dollars are welcome but do not grant more emblems additional donations made using the same email will not grant more emblems so this is this is all for charity and you can come Kick the crap out of us in p v p tonight at six p m We're doing this on May first. We are the first bounty of the year, and uh yeah, Brian's platform. Pl- uh we'll be playing on p c that's a good point, Brian And what's the playlist? I have no idea we'll just just I wa- imagine you, you just, have to I watch imagine play. it's just
2: classic mix
0: it doesn't matter. they just have to fight yeah. against us, right
2: so it's trials then, oh yeah, 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 we're doing trials no. yeah
0: <laughs> so. This is good. It's for a good cause. It's to help people out who have been on sort of the front lines of this whole situation. So it's it's really, really nice to be a part of it. Thank you, Bungie, for working with us on this. Thank you to you guys for making time to contribute on it, too. Here's how it's going to work, I think. We're going to cycle people in and out of the call. We're going to try and keep five people on a call at a time. We have some guests, like Fran's going to be there. I'm going to be there. CJ's going to be there. Brian will be there at one point. Travis will be there at one point. And we might have some of the old Fireteam chat crew stop by if they're able to. Um, yeah, so that's the Guardian Heart Direct Relief thing that we're doing tonight. Travis, are you going to throw the game?
1: Absolutely not. I will. Crush Unintentionally, he will.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ryan, you watch it. I'll one v one you. <laughs> that's
2: oh, yeah. not part of the stream. Sorry, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the last topic, because we need to fill a little bit more time. I. Hey, you, been...
2: said, you already said this was the last topic. We have to cut it right there. No, well, I'm kidding. That's I'm the last kidding. thing
0: I want to talk about. I wanted to make sure people knew about the Guardian yeah. Games thing. Yeah, 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 So one of the things that we're doing at IGN is we're also trying to program for OTT. So each of our episodes, for you guys, you get a little bit more time for every Fireteam chat. It will be 50 minutes long on the dot. That means we need to figure out Destiny stuff to talk about for seven more minutes. But that's absolutely fine. Uh, because I wanted to talk to you guys about the raids again, and we haven't talked about it in a while, and sort of revisit Leviathan. Do you, do you guys remember the first time that you played through the Leviathan Raid in Destiny 2? Oh, yeah. And all the times after that?
2: I d- actually did Leviathan recently because... So Why? It, I uh, did it last week. Because, because the armor drops. The armor drops are, like, really high. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? 2.0 armor. It's 2.0 armor. Oh. Ah. Um, you, can, you can get, like, 65, 70 rolls. Um, so it, it's definitely... I, I think it's definitely worth doing it, especially if, like, you can find somebody, like a friend or something who has never done it. Um, and then just taking it in there. I mean, like, I don't want to call it a joke, but it kind of is because like, I have this memory of like, just taking so long to destroy those dogs. Um, but I threw like one scatter grenade at a dog, um, you know, with a, you know, a buff of times 24, which is two stacks of the flowers and the, the health just melted and just goes straight off. And it just like, it just kind of reminds you like how, like how far, and this is prestige by the way. It just kind of reminds you of like how far like Destiny comes and how like how our power has changed. Yeah. A lot. In playing an
1: game. old raid is like the opposite of playing the Grandmaster Nightfall Strike. <laughs> like, yeah. Rather than making you feel weak and reminding you of like a strike. That's how progression needs to feel. <laughs> right, yeah. See? Instead of doing that, you actually feel like powerful and yeah, I was doing it for the Legend of Acreus uh Catalyst, I still don't have it. So
0: oh,
2: but yeah, it's cool to go back and do it.
0: I still have not done that, actually. So what are the, really? all the encounters? Brian, take us through
2: them. Of Leviathan? Yeah. So you have the pools, you know, with the bathers, and they come out and they slice you with their towels. <laughs> no, not with the towels, but I mean. But then you have the dogs <laughs> where you have to, like, sneak around in that room and get buffs from a flower from a, a giant sunflower seed that shoots light. Um, the gauntlet. And then there's the gauntlet where you're running around in circles trying to call out, you know, doing the call-outs of which uh, which little, uh, I, I don't know what those things are called. They're you, shoot the shoot, you shoot the triangles. You shoot the lit-up triangles.
0: And they reuse um, that in uh, They reuse Menagerie. that in Menagerie,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And um, then there's the callus in the callus boss fight.
0: So looking back, and you guys just played it recently, is that raid as bad as we thought it was when we had to play it all the time? Or was it more about a lack of content?
2: Lack of It's emotion. a lack, lack of content for sure. Like because like, I, I think Garden of Salvation is a fine raid. I think it's fine. The problem is, is like that raid came out in September of last year, and we're well, like six, almost seven months, removed from that raid. And it's just like And it's, the, like,
1: only and it's know, the only
2: raid know. that 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 gives you pinnacles. And you're like, how are we almost? You know, almost into year four of Destiny two. And Destiny One has weekly featured raids. Why has why haven't we done that? We now have more raids or raid content in Destiny Two than we have in Destiny One, and they're not, they're still not rotating those weekly. That's good <sighs> point.
0: Out of all those, I, 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 in, out of all those encounters. Sorry, Brian, I interrupted you.
2: No, no, no. Sorry, I just went off on a little tangent. <laughs> That's
0: all right. Excuse me. I was sort of <laughs> curious. Out of all those encounters, which one do you guys think was your favorite out of all of them?
2: in in leviathan yeah in leviathan easy
0: yeah gauntlet's pretty fun right yeah because you have to you have to do the outer perimeter stuff and then you have you go on the the outer walls basically and you have to run through i think the biggest complaint about the raid at the time was that there were no boss fights except for the final boss right Mm
2: -hmm. yeah that and then the how glitchy the dogs were
0: are they still glitchy
2: they don't feel as glitchy as they used to be, but man, back when back when that raid first came out, like there'd be a lot of things that happened, and you're like, that yeah. dog was across the map, how did it see me? Mm-hmm. You know, it's things like that. And it, the Kalos
1: classified is still glitchy, with the, the wall, those wind walls that you have to stand behind, and the, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. the yeah. nether yeah, yeah, wall. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I hate that encounter.
2: <laughs> I don't know, I like actually when I do a raid I volunteer for the shadow realm so I don't, so
1: do I but it just it's so you know and somebody doesn't shoot their scion, and then you get thrown in the air But
2: Kalis himself is like a super joke right and, you know still yeah. like you can you can with most exotic weapons you can kind of one plate them um, yep. so you don't have to worry about going to all four different plates
0: Speaking Six. of new exotics did you try it with the air Apparent? that thing's pretty cool I
2: did I do I, I really like the air Apparent. it's yeah. it's very fun especially especially when like when strikes have power weapon uh or heavyweight active and you just go into strikes and you just you just mow through everything. <laughs> it's it's very it's a very fun gun. It I'm also gives it you a, it
0: tonight. also gives you an overshield. So when we were playing uh comp last night for glory, my buddy Gamma, he was uh he was using Air Apparent and I'm like, it gives you an overshield? that once you spin
2: it once you spin it up you get an overshield. But you have to be at full health in order to get the shield. It um, still it takes about a, it takes about a second to give you that shield.
1: Full so health, for pretty good.
2: You have to have full health in order to get the shield that the air parent gives you.
0: So Travis, what's yeah, your favorite? Sorry, going back to the raid. What's your favorite encounter? It's the the gauntlet, Brian. What was yours? Yep.
2: Same gauntlet.
0: Really, we all agree on gauntlet. I didn't. I well, thought yeah, I yeah, would I mean, be you adult. think, of, it's it's you think of you think
2: yeah. about that. You think about the encounters like ba- when you when you not when you nail down the bath section. Mm. Like it's it's. It's kind of nothing. Like you're just you're just running in a triangle um, hmm. between you and two other people, Yeah. You know, while the other side does the same exact thing. So it's not it's not it doesn't it doesn't really feel like much. Same with the dogs. You're kind of just sneaking around yeah. until you get a buff to do enough damage to and them.
0: And that one, gauntlet. everybody sort of has to do something.
2: In the gauntlet, yeah, everybody has something to do and everybody's engaged the whole time. Yeah, so. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, it's a fun encounter so you get to
1: shout dog bottom for no reason yeah, dog bottom <laughs> cup,
2: cup
0: middle. yeah alright well we managed to fill the extra 7 minutes talking about that raid. so now let's
2: talk about last no, week we got 15 seconds talk about we gotta everything.
0: go <laughs> Brian alright well that's all we have for this episode everybody until next time Guardians out Guardians out, out. <laughs>